Hey friends, Michael here. We decided to do our third annual music episode, which is basically me and my friend Dave Tucker talking about our favorite songs of the past year. Let's get right into it. Welcome back to Michael Loves Indie. If you listen to this podcast, you'll know that I love seeking out new music, either music by new artists that I don't know or going back and discovering older music that I was unfamiliar with. And I've got this friend, Dave Tucker. He's been on two times previously. I really look forward to getting his year-end compilation every year of his favorite songs. So I decided to have him on for a third time to talk about our favorite music of 2022 and early 2023. Who knows, maybe the um, Dave Tucker music episode will become an annual thing on this podcast. But anyway, um, if you like what you hear, um, we make a lot of recommendations about stuff you may have missed in 2022. And we also get into a more in-depth discussion of Bob Dylan's book from 2022 about his favorite songs that have shaped him. So hope you enjoy it. Another music episode featuring my friend Dave Tucker. Dave, thanks for doing this again. Hey, it's great to be with you. Three years running now, huh? I know, and I know, I know. Um, it's not. It, it's a little bit after the um, the end of the year and the beginning of the year, and no excuses. You know, life. I, you know, I changed day jobs, and we've been, we've and you've been running around a lot too. Yeah, so. you know, I think over the years, uh, I think when I started this in 2011, you know, it was it was well into the first quarter before I would get this thing out, and nobody really noticed. But you know, now in today's day and age, you know, you get you get set lists that come out every week and every quarter, and and you and the year end things are are done before the year is out. So. Uh, but I'm I'm just glad we get to sit down and visit about this. I'm also glad to kind of book in 2022 because I'm moving into 2023. You know, music's coming out. We got shows to go see. Thankfully, in 2023, so uh, it's nice to put a bookend on 22 with uh, with this podcast episode. Well, before we dive in, I think you and I are alike in um, uh, when when we hear people, especially older people, say, "Oh, no good music has been produced past." 1980 or 1990. I mean, I, um, for me, it's been the opposite. It's just, there's too, too much good stuff out there. And so I always look forward to getting your, uh, annual list because it always clues me into things that I would have missed. Yeah. I, I love hearing from people of all ages who are listening to new music and try to do it throughout the year. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm okay with somebody who just says, I love Springsteen in the seventies and that's all there is to it, you know, like, Oh, okay. That's cool. You know, if that's, if that's what moves you, um, then, then great. Uh, I think that what you and I share and what a lot of other music lovers share though, is, is that ability to continue to be moved by, by new music, by new artists, by the discovery of, of, of music that we hadn't heard before. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is a kick. Well, we'll dive right into it. So what we've done is um, I took uh, several of your selections and I added a half a dozen of my own. We have a segment in the middle that'll be maybe a 
pleasant surprise for people who have heard our previous two annual music episodes, but we'll dive right in with the artist Sylvan Esso. I think I heard about them maybe five or six years ago, and I wanted to lead off with them because it, it's one of those groups that it's it's pop, it's indie, it's kind of um, doesn't fit neatly into any category. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, this is not kind of my uh, wheelhouse type of music, electronic isn't. Um, but I've been listening to Sylvanesso. Everything that they've done over about the last ten years, I've really enjoyed. Um, and I love kicking this this show off with this particular song um, because of the fact that yeah, it 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 it, it represents different styles. And for me, it, what it represented to me was very much it symbolized these two artists who were kind of getting together and they're making this very creative forward moving music kind of at the end of the pandemic to kind of go into the post pandemic. So, so for me, it really, the whole, the whole record, uh, uh, which is called no rule Sandy. It really kind of represents, okay, we've done these things now and guess what? Let's go out and do some shows. Let's all yeah. get together. Yeah. And so that's what Love this, it. that's what this really represents. So I'm really glad you picked this one to kick things off with. Yeah. The song is called, didn't care by Sylvan Esso off their album No Rules Sandy. I was busy playing shows, you were busy wasting your time. But I kept on wanting to call and you kept picking up. Acting like I knew it all, like I was writing a book. I love the um, attention to detail in their songs too, and uh, and the attention to detail in the mix. You know, there's all those, yep. all the layers of synthesizers and blips and bleeps that jump out for sure there's a lot of stuff going on and uh, i love the sentiment of this song too which is this which is this kind of thought that you don't know necessarily upon first meeting um what uh what something or what a relationship is actually going to be um and uh and and it th- this is a song it it reminds me of a story that my wife emily tells quite often about us before we were a couple in uh, 1985, uh, we had dinner in London, and we we'd been together on a program. We were getting ready to go our separate ways, and we and we disagreed about a certain thing we were talking about. And Emily always reminds people that that at that point in our conversation, I said to her, "Well, it doesn't really matter because we aren't going to get married or anything." And then here we are, you know, <laughs> this many years that. later, uh, married, and so you, and, and that's what you know. Songs like that with those kinds of, you know, both, uh, you know, sound details as well as lyrical details are the kind of things that, you know, uh, really spark those kinds of stories and uh, uh, and memories and really love that song. Yeah, so that was Sylvan Esso, Didn't Care. For uh, the second track, we'll play one of my selections. I'm just going to dive right into it. So the artist Marin Morris, who's country artist, she had a vocal on the number one song, The Middle, with Zed. She put out an album in 2022 called Humble Quest, and this is the, t- the uh, first track on it called Circles Around This Town by Marin Morris. Circles around this town 
the first time I heard that, I was like, you know, a lot. Some some sometimes songs hook you the first time, and sometimes, uh, you know, obviously I have to listen to it a few times. But that one just took me back to like when I first moved to DC when I was I don't know twenty two, or when I moved to Indianapolis for the first time when I was twenty five. And it's like you've got ambition, but you know nobody, and the whole idea of driving circles around this town. That one just that one just hit me like a gut punch. Yep. Just go, she's she's gonna make something happen. Yeah. Um, despite all of uh, the obstacles um, that might that might be in might be in the way. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I I love uh, I love uh, Mary Morris. You know, she's part of that uh, like female supergroup, the High Women. Yeah. Um, so Brandy Carlisle, who I just I, I just love to death. Uh, Amanda Shires uh, is in that band. Natalie Hemby. You know, uh, I, I I still remember the tribute that they did to Dolly Parton several years ago at the Newport Folk Festival. It's online. It's it's great, uh, and uh, and also Amanda Shires. You know, one of the people in that band. She had a really great record this year too, uh, called "Take It Like a Man." Um, so you know, great great stuff. But lo- love this song. I, I I love the whole record. It's really good. Produced by Greg Kirsten, who I've I've listened to. I don't know, 20 interviews with Greg Kirsten who produced um, the last few Adele projects and um, was in the band Geggy Ta in the 90s. But I just love, I, I, I tracked down as much of Greg Kirsten, who's a very quiet guy, just in, in this incredibly versatile producer who produced produced the album Humble Quest. I'll go Aaron seek Morris. that out. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, we're going to play one of your selections next. The Meridian Brothers and Grupo El Nascimento. Okay, and the song the song is called Bomba Atomica off of Club Coco. Before we hit play, what how did how did you come across this? Well, so song? this is my uh, concept album of the year, and uh, Meridian Brothers is this concept by this artist out of Colombia, um, and uh, and the the concept for this is that you've got Meridian Brothers. It's a real band. Um, who go up the coast uh, of the Caribbean uh, and they track down this uh, this late 60s, early 70s salsa band called Grupo Nascimento. Um, and nobody's ever heard of them. And the reason why nobody's ever heard of them is because they don't really exist. Uh, the Meridian Brothers made, made Grupo Nascimento and their songs up. Uh, and then, but then they've got like this fake collaboration like we like we discovered this band we're coming together and we're and and now we're performing these songs so it's just a it's just a crazy concept but I think they really they really pulled it off um you know and so this is you know this is like a you know here we are in the 2020s and they're singing a song as if it's in the 60s and of course in the 60s you know one of the things you're worried about is you know the technology of the atomic bomb, and the you know, and and the threat of global uh, destruction, as if oh, we aren't now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but but something like that. Yeah. Well, the track is called Bomba Atomica. Uh, the group is called the Meridian Brothers, and the album is Club Coco.
está explotando la quieren utilizar para aniquilar los pueblos perece la humanidad suelta, suelta la bomba cae la bomba explota la bomba atómica lanza, lanza la bomba muere la bomba explota la bomba atómica la amenaza de los pueblos y de Bogotá también It really, really sounds like something that was recorded in the 1960s too. I noticed just from the um, the equipment they used and. Yep, they tried yeah. to. They really tried to recreate that. I, I think they call it like salsa B or something like that. Uh, this thing also really sent me down the rabbit hole of of looking up sol- salsa. Um, and one of the great discoveries that I found is a band called the LeBron Brothers. New York City salsa band. Uh, they have a bunch of records, and uh, and I spent hours and hours listening to the LeBron Brothers, who actually do exist. I love that, like L E B R O N too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, up next we got another one of your selections uh, from uh, Cecile McLaurin Salvant. I think it was at the beginning of 2022. Her album Ghost Song came out, and. Um, I remember it well because it certainly is a jazz-inspired album, but it's much more um, expansive, I think, than her than her previous albums. Yeah, I think the one thing that the critics did not quite attach onto is the fact that it, it there's not a there's not a stream that runs through the through the entire album. Um, you know, there's some some acapella stuff. Uh, there's kind of some gospely. Uh, stuff. There's some more straightforward jazz. There's a little experimental stuff. There's even a cover of a, a cover of a rock song on there. So, uh, but uh, you know, I just think that Cecile McLaurin Salvant has the best jazz voice right now of anybody. And uh, you and I are going to get to see her here coming up, uh, singing with the APA Jazz Finalists. April 22nd, if you hear this, get your tickets to the APA Jazz Finals at Hilbert Circle Theater. Yeah, I can't believe it. Really, I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm uh, Emily and I are going to get a chance to see her previous to that uh, at Big Ears in Knoxville at the end of at the end of this month. Fantastic. Uh, And and Powers. Um, the music journalist is also going to do an uh, interview uh, discussion with her as well that I'm really excited to hear uh, right. hear her speak. Well, we'll play a clip from the, the song is Moon Song, uh, Cecile McLaurin-Salvant from her album Ghost Song from 2022. You should love me Don't ever tell me Show it That's how I'll know it In fact It's better Not to show me at all Let me pine Let me earn Let me crawl Let me write you a song And long to belong to you, write you a song from a distance. 
think that's uh, APA winner, past winner Sullivan Fortner playing uh, piano on that track as well. Yeah, right? I mean that is just a just a devastatingly yeah. great voice, isn't it? I, I um, Cecile McLaurin Salvant. If you don't know her, you definitely want to check her out. I think um, for anyone who might be concerned that these standards. Um, which I heard Tony Bennett say one time, these these standards are going to be like our American classical music and people will be studying them in 200 years. And I, ho- I hope that's the case. There's, I feel like there's part of a new generation that of singers. Um, if, we, if this were a five-hour podcast, I would have included Samara Joy. If Check out Samara Joy in her album. There's a new generation of young singers led by Cecile who are... Um, uh, bringing back a lot of these standards and reinterpreting them, and it's really exciting. Yeah, I was I was a little torn uh, when you picked uh, Moonsong and left uh, uh, Samara Joy off of this podcast because I love her yeah. album Linger a While, and uh, that is just a really great record from from beginning to end. Uh, I would uh, also, you know, if you like female voices that have great range and great timing. Uh, a Barbara Streisand record came out this year called Live at the Bonsoir. Nice. Live from 1962, New York City, remastered. Um, and and this is Barbara Streisand when she's, she's appearing on Broadway, um, but she's also trying to make a career as just a pure singer. And oh man, is that is that good too? But I totally agree. Uh, these these jazz singers uh, and performers right now uh, that are that are either uh, reinterpreting the American Songbook or kind of adding to it, it's just great right now. Yeah. So that was Cecile McLaurin Salvant again. Too much good music out there. If I had more time, we'd include Samara Joy. Um, thank you for that the Barbara Streisand live record. I didn't I didn't know that 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 was out. So I picked a song. The next one is one of my selections by the UK jazz trio, The Comet Is Coming. I just love the name of that group, and I haven't gotten deeply into all this really exciting UK jazz. A lot of it is is centered around London, but I was I was I this this album grabbed me in the first half of last year because it's the album Hyperdimensional Expansion, and um, by The Comet Is Coming and I was thinking about wow, what what could jazz sound like in fifty years? And uh, and and uh, th- this is this is one by by uh, again the comet is coming. This one is entitled Technicolor. Thank you. 
Yeah, that's the group, The Comet is Coming. And I just love the the names of the group members. The saxophonist goes by King Shabaka. The, the uh, synth and synth player and drummer go by Danalog and Betamax. And uh, they were saying that when they first got together, I think it was 2016, King Shabaka came over and they just recorded an entire album without any rehearsals or uh, pre-written material. And so I, I just, I love the idea. We're kind of going from one end of the jazz spectrum to another where we have these classic songs that we hope are reinterpreted forever, but then this more experimental side, um, it's pretty exciting to me. Oh yeah. And this is why I love doing this project with you because I had not heard of the comet is coming before you, uh, sent this over technicolor, this track over to me. And I've listened to that hyperdimensional expansion beam uh, album, plus a bunch of their other previous stuff, uh, over the last several weeks. They, they're, they're great. And uh, it, this is also one of those things where I just try to conceive in my mind, how in the world do you do this live? And I would just really, really like to see yeah. it. So good. Um, so yeah, that's the comet is coming. Check them out. Um, Dave, we have another one of your selections that again, I was not familiar with. Um, the artist Angel Olson who's got a great, um, has got a great body of work as an artist came out with a new album called uh, big time. And this song is called all the good times. I can't say that I'm sorry when I don't feel so wrong anymore I can't tell you I'm trying when there's nothing left here to try for And I don't know how it happened We both similar to um uh meridian brothers it's that one that if you put on that record and you said tell me when that was recorded it'd be hard to place it's got this timeless yeah production i mean i i heard that song for the first time and i researched for like half a day trying to figure out first i thought for sure it was a chris christopherson cover song from like the 70s um and then i thought well then maybe maybe you know it, it's got to be tied back to that you know to that kind of 70s Nashville uh sound but it's her it's her work this is produced by Jonathan Wilson you know a guy North Carolina guy who's been on my you know set list in years previous he plays a bunch of he plays a bunch of instruments on it so I think it's got just enough up-to-date sound to make you go wow this is really you know kind of today present music uh and shoot this song was my song of the year I mean I just I just love this song because it is that right combination of retro um, and present and the whole record, uh, uh, you know, the whole record is just really, really fine. I, I, I thought. So yeah, that's, uh, Angel Olsen. The LP is big time. And that song is all the good times. Uh, love that track. I'm going to go to one of my submissions. Um, 
This is a band, the 1975. They put out another album, their fifth, uh, Being Funny in a Foreign Language this year. And um, this one just caught me, I mean, out of, out of nowhere. Um, it, it's just so great, start to finish. Um, this is the leadoff track from the album called Happiness. opening track and I know I let that go a little long because I wanted people to hear the um the kind of found sound and the saxophone in the beginning it's sort of like I, I've shared with you before of in, there are two contemporary I put in air quotes bands because I feel like there aren't as many you know um larger than life rock bands now but the 1975 and Haim the mm -hmm. sisters who I got to see in June this year in Indianapolis at White River State Park I feel like those groups are, for me are really unique because they're very contemporary but they're pulling from all these influences um shamelessly going back you know to the 1970s and and the 1975 is definitely one of those groups for me yeah i think you know 1975 and Haim both you know they have the reputation of as being really really good kind of musicians, musicians, they've got encyclopedic knowledge of, of pop tunes, you know, that go back, you know, before, before their lives. Uh, you turned me on in 1975, a, a couple of records ago, and I've, I've loved them. I've loved, I've loved listening to them. I read some interviews about the release of this record and it's, it was interesting to me that, you know, they talked about, uh, you know, we, we kind of view this as our as our as our first grown up record, you know, like like we're now adults. We have adult responsibilities, and uh, you know, all I could think was, "Hey, if this is what girl being grown up is, I'll take it." Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really good, and and you know, some of this I think too is maybe the effects of the the iPod and iPhone generation because, and and I. I get a little bit envious because when I was when I was growing up, I was obsessed with genre. There were genres that were cool and there were genres that were uncool. And I think a lot of these younger artists, including those we're talking about, they grow up in a much more cross genre environment. And I really like that. Mm -hmm. Very fluid. And also being able to go, you know, from from they can they can pick from any time right so they can so, so they so a 50 song a, tw a 20 a, 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 a 2010 song you know can can kind of go together and they've also they're also you know they're also 
very much familiar with kind of the mashup thing, you know, or, or the, you know, the remix. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, but great yeah. song. That's the 1975. The album is being funny in a foreign language. I highly recommend it. Okay. So, um, you you just mentioned a minute ago, pulling from any time. So we talked about this before you more than anyone I know stays current with classical music. And, um, you know, you go to see a lot of it. I know, um, uh, you know, um, your mother was a um, very accomplished musician. And um, so I think this is for the third year in a row, you included selections of um, contemporary classical artists playing classical works. And this one, again, two artists that I didn't know uh, know about before, uh, Matthias Gorna and Daniil Trifonov, I don't know if I get that right, playing this work by Schumann. So what can you tell us about that? Well, so, yes, I like to listen to all genres of music. I'm listening to classical music throughout the year. I always try to throw something into this mix for, uh, you know, for people that may not necessarily be listening to a lot of classical and try to make it something that that you can, that that's listenable uh, and, that's, and that hopefully is, is enjoyable. I was not really familiar with Matthias Gorna, um, before Daniel Trifonov, he's a Russian uh, child prodigy piano player. So he's been he, he's only in his thirties, and he's been famous for for more than half of his life. Um, he really grew to be famous by playing and recording these really technically and showy uh, pieces by Chopin, Tchaikovsky, and that's kind of how he got his how he got his initial fame. The thing that I love about this record is that it's a bunch of different leader, which are which are I think is another word for kind of art songs, uh, and uh, and Gurna is known as an opera singer and and also an art song singer, but Trifonov is this great piano player, and I picked a short song, so there isn't a whole lot to get out of this, but the record is extraordinary because because the 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 record is as much a value to listen to Trifonov playing the piano on this and it's really just it's just the piano player and a singer uh it was like the things i mean i grew up listening to my mom accompany her voice students on piano uh singing these kind of art songs um and uh and but boy uh uh, just he just kills it on piano and uh hope you hope you like this one Oh, 
That is just devastating. I mean, it's just like what I guess the some like some things are best said with a whisper is what yeah. came to mind. You know, you get you get a chance to accompany uh, singers, and uh, you know how that interplay is. Um, and I mean, I just I just can't get over the 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 delicacy of the piano playing along with the uh, along with the voice. Uh, this is Robert Schumann's uh, music. It's uh, Heinrich Heine's. He was a poet in, during the Romantic period in Germany, uh, and the and the song is uh, in the wondrous month of May, and uh, uh, and it just it, it's it's it, it's a love song, and you can I mean you don't have to have the translation to to hear you know there's yeah. there's just tremendous longing uh, and affection in that song. Well, it's Matthias Gorna, G-O-E-R-N-E, and Daniil Trifonov, T-R-I-F-O-N-O-V, um, playing Schumann, and um, uh, would encourage anybody, even even if you're just a casual fan of classical music like myself, to pick that up. So thank you for that, for uh, submitting that, Dave. So again, um, this is our third year doing this music episode. There's kind of a new segment, and this was your idea, because I think it was November, Bob Dylan's book, Modern Philosophy of Song came out, which is interesting because um, you and I got it around the same time. Helen got it for me as a birthday gift, and it wasn't what I expected because it's called Modern Philosophy of Song, but um, really he's going in-depth describing some of his favorite songs across different genres, basically, right? Yeah, I thought it was going to be more of a primer-like, uh, this is what modern song is, to you know, and then this is what it means to me, and this is what makes a good song. Uh, I thought he'd talk about, I thought he'd talk something about his own writing, and there's there's um, there's nothing uh, about his own uh, about his own songs in there. Anybody who's familiar with this set list that I do every year, without fail, there's something about Dylan in there. Either there's a Dylan release, there's a Dylan re-release, there's a Dylan cover because I love Bob Dylan. He is absolutely my guy. Uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to recording artists, and uh, so I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you're willing to kind of go go along with this uh, with this little sidetrack. Oh, it's great. And again, if this were a four to five hour podcast, we'd there'd be all kinds of different selections. But um, I know Dave, one of your one of yours, you picked out one of the songs that he writes about, and that's Big River, the 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 version Johnny Cash's original version. Um, what can you tell us about Big River? Well, you know, there's 65 songs in this, you know, in this book, uh, and it and it runs the gamut. Uh, Johnny Cash's Big River is on there. You know, for my money, there's no greater opening song line than I taught the weeping willow how to cry, cry, cry. Uh, and it's filled with other great lyrics, but that is that is the absolute uh, topper for me. Now I taught the weeping willow how to cry, and I showed the clouds how to cover up a clear blue sky, and the tears that I cried for that woman are gonna flood you, big river. I'm gonna sit right here until I die I met her accidentally in St. Paul, Minnesota And it tore me up every time I heard her drawl, Southern drawl Then I heard my dream went back downstream Cavorting in Davenport And I followed you, Big River, when you called Oh, you called, 
great. It sounds, uh, you know, hearing it now too, um, the the rawness of the song, you know, um, is something that, uh, you know, how something that you'll put on like a Johnny Cash record that you haven't heard in a long time. And you're like, oh, I can get why this was kind of punk rock at the time. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, and this is uh, this this is in the fifties. You know, uh, when this came out, so just, uh, just great. I mean, I love Johnny Cash uh, right there in the pantheon of the great, great singer songwriters. You know, we talked a little bit about the highway women. The the high women, uh, Johnny Cash was one of the highway. The, the they were they were the highway men who who the female group has been named after Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Waylee Jennings, Chris Christopherson. Um, listen, you know. It, Listen to all Johnny Cash. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen to everything by uh, by those by, by those folks. Before I pivot to the song from Dylan's book, that was a bit of a head scratcher for you. Are there? I remember were there a couple of other selections? Again, if the, if we had if this was a half a day podcast that you would include that were up there with Big River. Well, so for me, uh, you know, I was very surprised that he included the Clash's "London Calling," um, and I just thought that was. I mean, I just think that's a great song. Uh, and it was great because it was influential in my listening because I was listening to music when uh, when London Calling came out, um, and so and so for me to think, okay, uh, that's influential to me, and I would probably put that in my you know philosophy of modern song, and for him to include that, I thought I thought that was that was really great. Um, he includes uh, Mac the Knife. Um, which is, uh, you know, that's Kurt Vile um, and uh, uh, and great, 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 great version of that. Uh, I, th- I I thought um, so. Those were th- th- those were a couple that I just thought, oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah, you, you 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 absolutely hit it on the head there, Bob. So then, for fun, we we've included both from you, and then I'll I'll describe mine in a bit. Kind of one that's a head scratcher, and so um, if I'm not mistaken. Poncho and Lefty, that's a Towns Van Zant song, yes, right? Yes. And I'm, I'm not I'm not a hardcore Towns Van Zant song. I would have been turned on to him by the documentary Be Here to Love Me, yep. which is maybe 15 years sure. old, which is great. But um, what can you tell us about this version of Poncho and Lefty that Bob talks about in the book? Well, number one, you ought to be a Towns Van Zant fan. Everybody, everybody should be a super, super great singer-songwriter. Now, you know, uh, Towns had a very tortured life and died early and, and very, that, that's, that's very unfortunate. But I would say that Towns's version or multiple versions of the song are, they're wonderful. Um, and it's been covered by so many other great uh, singers. Uh, Emily Lou Harris's version definitely comes to mind. And I would have picked, I would have picked almost any version other than this. Uh, and I love Willie Nelson. Um, you know, uh, I love Merle Haggard. I love them both, but this is a, this is just a bloated big Nashville version of this song that just, that just does it injustice. And, and look, I mean, I still, you know, I go back to, you know, uh, you know, that, the, the line early in the song about Poncho, you know, that says, now you wear your skin like, like iron, your breath is hard as kerosene. I mean, that is just, I mean, that's poetry at its best. And, you know, and if you sing it with a, you know, with a splash symbol, um, you know, and, and big, you know, frilly things going on in the back, it just doesn't, it just, it just doesn't seem to work for me. Yeah. I'll play a clip from the the, the version that, that we're talking about, and that's Poncho and Lefty, not the Towns Van Zant version, which Dave recommends. This is Poncho and Lefty covered by Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard. 
friend was gonna keep you free and clean and now you wear your skin like iron and your breath is hard as kerosene weren't your mama's only boy but her favorite one it seemed she began to cry when you said goodbye Sank into your dream. Poncho was a bandit boy. His horse was fast as polished steel. He wore his gun outside his pants for all the honest world to feel. Well, Poncho met his match, you know, on the deserts down in Mexico. Nobody heard his dying word. Oh, but that's the way it goes. Yeah, it's um I wonder if this one too is a is a victim of um that kind of this early nineteen eighties period when the the production was just cleaner and you know, without without any of the rough edges, you know? Yeah, it I mean it it, it just looks like it ought to be you know, kind of on the, you know, the soundtrack to some 80s movie of, yeah. of, of some kind or another. Yeah. I, it, but great, great song, misfired on the version, in my opinion. Yeah. So out of uh, Bob Dylan's uh, Philosophy of Modern Song, I picked out uh, Glenn Campbell by the time I get to Phoenix. And, you know, in a year, you know, we just lost uh, Burt Bacharach. I think about the songs of Jimmy Webb in a similar way that I do about Burke Bacharach. I didn't, I wasn't turned on to either till I was probably in college and, um, these highly arranged, highly orchestrated, beautiful songs, kind of uncategorizable. And I really liked that Dylan called out, um, uh, Glenn Campbell and Jimmy Webb in the book as well. I'll play a quick, uh, clip from by the time I get to Phoenix. By the time I get to Phoenix She'll be rising She'll find the note I left hanging On her door She'll laugh when she reads the part That says I'm leaving Cause I've left that girl so many times before. My friend Owen Thomas, the artist and um, uh, producer who's been a past guest on Michael Loves Indy, we were talking about the songs of Jimmy Webb, and he was like, you know, those Jimmy Webb songs, they're not really songs, they're like mini-movies. And I, oh, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, a whole, I mean, it, 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 it the term ballad doesn't even begin to 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 describe what all is in those songs you know i think you know glenn campbell was a great session musician you know uh behind the scenes you know then he got in front of the mic and became you know this this great superstar i, I got to admit you know when i was a kid this stuff was a little bit like you know it bordered on that easy listening 
kind of uh, kind of city slicker uh, country music. Um, and so I didn't have a great appreciation for it uh, when it came out. But boy, I've just I've just really grown to appreciate the the songwriting technique um, and the musicianship in in, in his uh, in 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 all in all yeah. the Glenn Campbell writing and performance. So Dylan also includes a song by an artist that I've never particularly cared for, the Eagles. And uh, I know, like, I, I even watched, I watched the Eagles' Allison Elwood documentary, which is really good, like, like seven or eight years ago. But it didn't necessarily make me appreciate the group a lot more. I just, I don't know, Dave. I don't Maybe it's the kids in high school that I knew who listened to the Eagles that I, I didn't much care for. But, but anyway, but Bob includes the song, the song Witchy Woman. So if I were ranking, like, my least favorite Eagles songs, this song would be at the top of my least favorite songs by my least favorite band. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you like, if you had to, if you had to count off like, okay, there's songs that I, that are, that are tolerable. And I would, and, and look, I would say like Desperado is, is a song that I put on several times a year, just cause I, I love that song. I love the Eagles version of it. I love Linda Ronstadt's version of it. Uh, you know, when I think about witchy woman, I mean, like you really don't even have to play this. Uh, but you got to, you got to mainly because, mainly because like, okay, what do, like, what are the, and what are the things that we don't particularly like about, right. about songs, ponderous drums and the obligatory uh, electric guitar solo. So let's, <laughs> and, and don't play it so that we hear both of those because it'll be, it, it'll be too much I for will. us. All right, here we go. Which okay. woman? He he's Bob Dylan and we're not. Uh, I I still don't get it. But hey, that's I mean that's why music is great. I mean sometimes you know there's there are artists that I really like. I hated 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 Steely Dan in college, and then I think when I was thirty, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It clicked so, in, yeah, yeah, it clicked in. I mean the the one thing that I would that I would be very interested to kind of un- understand, and that I would have I would have liked to have heard from Bob Dylan as he wrote this thing is you know I went back and looked so so the Eagle, this is the this is the Eagles first album 1972 uh and they launch into superstardom I mean it's a record you know really really was great and so I went back and I looked at okay well where was Bob Dylan at that time um you know and so he'd had New Morning in 1970 okay record he had Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid who not great he had Dylan in 1973. So Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid in 1973. Dylan in, Dylan in 73 is probably the most panned Dylan record. Uh, and then Planet Waves in 1973. And so he's he's obvious 
and the one thing I do love about Bob Dylan is that he was, he's never been afraid to keep keep going forward keep, absolutely and, and 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 kind of making a mistake and then recovering from it uh, and then moving moving a little bit or moving a lot and I, what I would have been really interested like okay so so what is it that struck you about that Eagles record when it came out that made you go okay witchy woman is one of my 65 songs I'm gonna pick and where were you in your creative process like what about that? Because I can't imagine you'd be like, oh, I sure wish I would have made that record. I don't know. Uh, maybe so. But I don't, it, it, a fascinating exercise that, we have, uh, that we've undertaken here and uh, hope that other people uh, will do that. You know, similarly, you know, when uh, my, my friend Scott, who I listen to lots of music with, you know, when, when I let him know that I'd gotten just, just, you know, just read the book, was going through all the songs, you know, he sent me, he sent me a text that just said, share WTF question mark you're like so totally. you know, stuff stuff like that but yeah. but it's a it, fa- you know fascinating exercise to hear from other people what are songs that influence them what are, what what are they listen to yeah. you know and another reason if you're even mildly interested in bob dylan to read the book because maybe it'll spark conversations like this definitely yeah. Yeah. and then uh and don't for alternative exercise that we could have done is uh growl marcus's you know the the writer for the rolling stone he also released a book this year called uh, Folk Music, a Biography of Bob Dylan in Seven Songs. Um, and so some of our listeners are like, well, that's a, 22, a 2022 book. You guys can't talk about that next year, surely. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something to talk about. Yeah, well, we've got five selections left for those of you who have been listening, and um, I'm including one of my selections. Um, this is an English uh, uh, soul singer named Mika Millar, and I was, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll play a clip, and then I'll tell you how I was turned on to this track. But she's an English soul singer. She put out an album called Heaven Knows, and this is this track is simply called Girl from the artist Mika Millar. Girl, don't wish your life away. It's a do Dave, I think you and I could probably do an entire episode devoted to um, English artists who, you know, hear something in American soul music and then, you know, put their own spin on it. And that's that's what this record from Mika Millar is for me. Yeah, I'd really like to do that sometime. I mean, this is this is kind of at the pop end of what I typically listen to, but but you know, as as I was listening to this and thinking about it and doing a little, you know, research on it. I was not familiar with Mika Millar before you before you sent this to me, and I'm really glad I heard it. You know, I uh, I do think, you know, most people in America are familiar with the fact that, you know, the Stones and Led Zeppelin and and the Who were all influenced by the blues, 
um, and rockabilly and kind of think about, okay, that 50s, early, you know, 50s music kind of coming across and then kind of getting sent back to us in the British invasion. Um, and, you know, it's only, it's been fairly recently when, you know, I've kind of discovered this concept of, you know, Northern Soul, which was, you know, which was, you know, uh, people in the Midlands and North, you know, Manchester, Birmingham, England, Birmingham, England, which I think is where she's from somewhere in there, you know, her, her parents hearing that, that 60s, 70s, early 80s soul music, really obscure stuff, stuff that, that a lot of Americans didn't even hear, getting exported to Britain and then getting, tur- you know, them either really listening to it and then turning it into their own versions of, of music. I, I, just, I just think it's great. And I, I do think I'm going to keep uh, kind of delving, delving into that stuff. This came to me off a, um, a show that's become one of my favorite, favorite podcasts called Inside Music Cast, hosted by two guys from Indianapolis, Eddie Cabello and Rick Such, who owns a recording studio downtown. They've been doing the podcast thing since like 2006 or seven, and they call it West Coast Music, but it's devoted to this kind of intersection of um, pop and soul and what would be called yacht rock, and then a lot of what we call jazz fusion, stuff that 10 years ago I wasn't interested in at all, but they've turned me on to so many new artists via Inside Music Cast, and they'll have everything from you know, uh, former members of, you know, Toto and Steely Dan and groups like that to contemporary jazz players to new artists like Mika Millar. So uh, Eddie and Rick, that's that's uh, such a great show. If we had more time, I'd go into stuff that was on that sort of pop jazz front. There's a an artist named Lindsey Webster, who I really, who I've discovered through that program, who put out a great album and, and so much there too, you know, more, more than we even have time to talk about. But that's Mika Millar, and the album is called uh, Heaven Knows. Dave, uh, the next submission is from uh, Molly Tuttle, an artist that, um, you know, you know, I, I only know her because, you know, you turned me on to her. This uh, LP is called, uh, the LP and the song we're about to play are called uh, Crooked Tree. Yeah, so Bo- Molly Tuttle's a great uh, acoustic guitar player singer songwriter she's got a band called the golden highway crooked tree was a record that i listened to over and over and over again this year she is just really really good um so uh give it a play two trees in the forest one was crooked one was straight crimson bark and emerald needles growing day by day and though they look so different, they enjoyed the rain the same side by side. A chickadee had told them of a darkness on the land. Spinning blades that came to visit carried by a man. And every other tree would see them cut down where they stand by and by. Oh, can't you see a crooked tree? That's an original composition. Has ever done a new a new composition? Yep. yep. I'm just I'm just so when someone can write something that sounds like 
a, a decades old classic, you know, song like bluegrass. I'm like, how do you even do that? I know it sounds like Bill Monroe could have written that song, oh doesn't gosh. it? And, and Bill Monroe band could have played it. Uh, just, j- just amazing. But these are also, you know, these are, these are artists who grew up steeped in that music. I mean, they've been going to that, you know, they've been going to, to jams. They've been going to festivals. They've been playing with, with these elders for since, since they were little kids and uh, it's just amazing how she, you know, updates that. And this is one of those things like we like we were talking about earlier, which is which is you know if you can if you can find it to get a little bit outside of your comfort zone, yeah. whether it's you're steeped in a in a time or you're steeped in a genre, you know, listen to this, you know. And if you like this, I mean the 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 male counterpart to to Molly Tuttle is Billy Strings, same kind of thing, cool. young guy, super hot guitar player. Um, and the, the, the same kind of feel. I just, in my mind, made a leap from um, Molly Tuttle to what we were talking about earlier with Cecile and with Samara Joy. It's like people who love, in this case, bluegrass, in that case, jazz standards, they're afraid that it's over and they think people are moving on. Well, here, here are a young artist discovering that tradition and just finding a deep well of inspiration that I hope just keeps it going forever. Yep, me too. Yeah. Um, Next next uh, track you submitted is a song called "Problem with It" by Planes. Now, and I'm, I may I may have to ask you to explain sort of the group here because it's Planes and then it's Waxahachie, which includes Allison Crutchfield. Is that right? Katie Crutchfield. K- Katie Crutchfield. Yeah, yeah. Allison's her sister. Yes. that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so tell so the the album the artist technically is Planes uh, right. from the LP "I Walked with You a Ways." What can you tell us about this song? Right. Well, so it's a duo, and so uh, you know with established you know, artists in their own right. Katie Crutchfield, she performs as Waxahachie. She's got some great records. And then Jess Williamson is the other, is the other half of that duo. Um, Regrettably, um, you know, all of the press is that Plains is a one, just kind of a one album project. Uh, And I love, I walk with you always always. I mean, I I just, I just have loved the, uh, love the record. Um, I, I, I love this song. Um, I was reminded uh, of how much I of how much I liked it through uh, my goddaughter Jessie, who put it on one of our music league uh, set lists uh, a few weeks back when we had a week called uh, "What's Your pa- well, What's Your Passion" or "Play Your Passion" something like that. So it was like, what's what's the song that you're listening to the most right now? And she put a "Problem with It," which is a song that I've I've loved all year long. Um, so yeah, this is uh, uh, this is Plains. That you know that could be uh, 
That could be Fleetwood Mac, or it could be 2023. Yeah, you know, it's one of those one of those tracks. Really amazing. Um, and yeah. if you uh, you know if you haven't been turned on to Music League, definitely take a look at that. It's an app uh, where you where you've got an organizer, and in this case, it's our goddaughter Jesse. Uh, you put you have participants or teams. Um, in our case, it's called Fan Jams. We're actually in Fan Jams too because we're we're in our second season. Every week there is a, a topic of songs, uh, and everybody has a few days to submit their songs that meet that topic. So we've got six participants this round. Everybody submits two songs. So every week you get a set list of twelve songs. Two are picked out by each of the each of the participants. You get to vote. You rank them. Uh, you get to comment on them. Um, it's just uh, it, it, it's been a real real fun project. And in this, you know, and in our fam jams, we've got two generations. Of, of participants so it's people my age uh and then our kids age um and so it's really neat to see the influences uh under different you know different topics it's been it's been a real it's been a real pleasure it's the, been fun the, the app is called it's called music league music league yes okay we'll check that out that's great so yeah that's the artist planes which features uh jess williamson is that right yeah and then katie, and katie crutchfield, katie crutchfield yep. from from waxahachie um, so check that out. A couple songs left. One of them um, is this. This is an artist called Byam B A Y E M. He's a German American singer artist um, from his LP Afterglow. But this, so this is one of my favorite songs of the year, and it was from one of my favorite uh, podcast episodes of 2022. Um, and and if if you if you've heard Michael Loves Indie before, we'd encourage you to check out uh, past episodes featuring uh, Dave Tucker talking about the previous year's music, but there's, there's an episode with Owen Thomas who I'd wanted to talk to forever. Who's been a friend of mine. Um, he was the lead singer for the Elms, which had hits on Capitol records. Then he, he focuses now on musical production and multimedia working with artists like the band Perry and many others, but his, their, his agency and label called absorb based here in Indianapolis is discovering and promoting the careers of younger artists and Byam is one of them. Um, I'll, I'll play, I'll play a clip and then talk a little bit more about it, but this is a song, um, off his album afterglow. Uh, and this song is called over you. Don't you wish we'd go back in time. Cause I miss every single line from your lips. You're stuck in my mind. What is this? Now I see my world is changing. Dance inside the light of all my twisted misbehavings. Then we're fine. I can feel your paranoia. Lacking up in trust, cause I will never be there for you. Yeah, that's Byam. Uh, the album is called Afterglow. That track is called Over You. If we had more time again, 
be um, put in a lot more submissions from Indianapolis area artists. There's a, a great, I mean, a great groundswell of activity in the the hip hop community in Indianapolis with new releases. We've talked about it on previous shows the Indianapolis roots music uh, community, and uh, it's it's just fantastic. But yeah, but um, highly recommend Biom. And then if you like what you hear, I would highly recommend Absorb. Go into their website, and you can hear. Um, new artists that they're discovering and a lot of them it's it's you know it's kind of like um, artists we've talked about like Sylvanesso it's kind of pop it's kind of indie it's kind of electronic sort of cross genre yeah this one's new to me I was not familiar with Biam um, but he's an indie guy so we've got indie connection um, and uh, really really uh, enjoyed listening to that as well as the whole Afterglow album of his um, you know I very much appreciate the way that you uh, you know promote all of all things indie, you know, all things indie music. Um, I read a really interesting interview of Biam on Pattern Indie, which I was not familiar with. You know, and these are these are really creative and talented people that I, are promoting I, the arts and yeah. promoting entertainment and just promoting hip stuff that's going on in Indianapolis. It's just it, it, it's just great. And you, and you go on from there like Big Car and Gang Gang and MOK, MOKB presents. I mean, all there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of creative people. There's there are a lot of people that are working hard to produce. To, to promote uh, artists and creativity here in town. And in a, in, when you mentioned Pattern, and I, I, got, I was lucky. I got in on the ground floor with Pattern uh, 10 years ago with Paulina Osharov, who's brilliant. And, and I've, to just something you said sparked, they're doing it in a very grassroots way. You know, yep. that's not just simply a promotional. It's like really telling stories and, and helping um, artists connect. The guy that I'm so glad his program went, to podcast from from radio and I, I really want to have him on is Kyle Long um, from um, uh, WFYI I really he, he does he does the best job of anybody that I know with newer artists from Indianapolis and then mining elements of history that I wasn't familiar with yep so. yep you know uh, one of his one of his most recent episodes uh, he spent some time talking about Sun Lux um, and that was one of my, you know, that was one of my picks, uh, you know, uh, with their, uh, with their soundtrack to everywhere, everything all at once or amazing. Um, and the fact that, you know, the fact that he's a, he's a IU, uh, music school guy that a lot of it was produced, uh, here in town and, and there it is, you know, best picture, um, and, uh, one of the, you know, him and Mitski and David Byrne, you know, doing, uh, you know, doing a song that was nominated for the Grammy. I mean, it just re- really, really good stuff. Kyle, I mean, that's every one of his episodes has got something interesting. That's Jeez. for sure. Well, the, um, we have one song left, but before we get to that, cause the, the hour plus has just flown by as predicted, but Dave, I mean, um, Anything, anything else? If we, you know, that from 2022 or heading into 2023 musically, that's top of mind for you right now. Well, so you know, 2022, um, I would say you know, I loved Wilco's record, "Cruel Country." Um, got to see him uh, out at White River, um, and I just think that you know, the, I, I think as I said to you, you know, like that was the uh, 12th studio uh, record of the year. Uh, band for me you know like if, if you got I'll, I'll narrow it as far as you want if i can get you to go okay uh i'll take i'll take wilco i mean they're just a great band jeff tweedy is so creative he's still out there working really hard um and so uh love that um every every year i'm gonna keep putting something on that has bill callahan and i you're eventually gonna you're eventually gonna put it on uh joan shelley had a great record this year called spur and bill callahan sang on it 
Um, and I tried to get a twofer with that. Uh, but listen to Spur. Uh, Bill Callahan had a great record, which is Backward Reality. It's re- the, the title of it is actually Reality spelled backwards, Y-T-I, you know, and so forth. Um, so those were, you know, those were some things from, um, from 2022. Really, uh, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to getting to big ears here in a couple of, a couple of weeks. Um, Christian McBride's going to be there. You know, you and I are both big fans of Christian McBride and he's going to be there in a couple of different formats. He's got, uh, some trio stuff. He's, he's got this new thing called new John, um, which should be, which should be terrific. I know, you know, VJ Iyer has made my list before you and I've talked about him before he's going to appear with a with a four piece um and and in a trio session there um so uh there's uh there's just you know all all kinds of stuff coming out i wonder if we're going to see christian he's been here multiple times for the american pianist association jazz finals again we can't april 22nd um just Google APA Jazz if you're interested. As we sit here today, that uh, the finals has not sold out yet, and we're really looking forward to that again, featuring Cecile McLaurin Salvant. MC is Bill Sharlap. Oh that, yeah, the yeah. pianist. That'll yeah. be great. It'll be it'll be it'll be really really memorable. Um, a couple things come to mind. Man, Rick Rubin has a new uh, book out called The Creative Act, A Way of Being, and it's it's almost like the Tao Te Ching. It's like a series of meditations on creating and sort of the psychology and philosophy. It's not about his life at all. I think a lot of people wanted it to be his biography, but it's just a series of meditations about, you know, maybe your thing is music or painting or writing or woodworking, but it's, uh, it's so good. I can't, I can't, I can't recommend it enough. It came out about a month ago and there's um, one album I've been listening to nonstop that just came out on Valentine's day is the artist Caroline Polachek. Um, for, formerly of the band Chairlift, and I have a feeling I'm going to be listening to that constantly through this year. I have not listened to that yet. I definitely uh, will do that. I mean, she's she's an artist that anything that she does is great. Uh, Margot Price has a has a country record out that's that's uh, superb, um, and uh, all kinds of all kinds of really great stuff. It seems like concerts have. I, I know we did we did our first one of these when things were still pretty restrictive as, as, as part of COVID. And it seems like artists have really bounced back almost to, there's almost too much going on, I think in, in 2023 in terms of tours. But if you're a music fan, I mean, there's going to be so many opportunities to see your favorite artists. Yeah. A band that, uh, that, that also has a new record, Algiers, they have a record called shook. And uh, that's one of those kind of defies, uh, genre uh, kind of things and I, that I mean I've listened to it several times so far and that may be one that we'll be talking about uh, next year as well but it, it's it, it is it's certainly exciting year certainly it, it, it's exciting for me to be able to get out and see music uh, it's exciting for me to get together and be able to you know strum strum a little bit of a guitar with people uh, in person um, and it's great for artists to be able to be able to get back out on the road and uh, you know do what they what, what they've chosen to do as their occupations and be able to you know, derive an income from that too. Well, too much good stuff out there, and we hope that um, if you've if you've listened and, and stayed with us this far, you've heard at least a few things that maybe uh, you weren't familiar with or maybe weren't on your best of list. Now um, we're going to go out with the song "Love Farewell" that you submitted, Dave, and the artist you get never forget this name, Jake Xerxes Fussell is his name, an artist I wasn't familiar with. Um, what can you tell us about this song? 
Well, uh, Jake Xerxes Fussell is a he, he's a musician from Georgia. He plays primarily these southern folk songs. Um, it's sometimes hard to tell whether they came from the 1700s when people were just coming over to North America uh, or whether he just made them up last year. Uh, but uh, I, I, I'm i glad you picked this as the last song because, you know, it is a great way to end the set list, you know, with an old-timey uh, farewell song. Um, uh, Fussell comes to this, uh, you know, easily. His dad was a folklorist there in, uh, in Georgia and I think introduced him to this stuff. Um, I was uh, I, I, I was listening to his music early in 2022, and I had a chance to see him uh, warm up, believe it or not, for the magnetic fields. Very two very, very different types of uh, uh, types of artists. Fussell comes out. It was just him and a telecaster guitar and a little uh, you know um, 10 watt amplifier. And, uh, but I, I, I love this stuff. He's got, he's got several records. Um, and, uh, hopefully, hopefully you go, uh, look him up and listen, but hopefully you enjoy, uh, this song. And, uh, uh, we, you know, we say farewell, farewell for, for, for this. And we, you know, we look forward to hearing from people throughout the year with stuff they're listening to and their reactions to this set list and, um, you know, what, what we might be, what we might be talking about. Um, when we wrap up 2023. Well, the song is called Love Farewell. It's Jake Xerxes Fussell. And Dave, I just want to say thanks for doing this again. And for any of you who have hung in uh, with us this long, um, uh, go out and discover some new music, especially support your favorite artists and, and artists from Indianapolis. And uh, take on that creative project that has been lingering. I know I will. Um, I, I'm, I've got, you know, hearing all these, all these artists, especially... Um, you know, with the struggles of the last few years is always inspiring for me. So, um, go, go attack that, uh, that, that lingering, you know, woodworking or music or writing project you've been thinking about, or just turn on your stereo really loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great to, great to uh, be with you, Dave. This is love. Farewell. Jake Xerxes Fussell. Thanks, Michael.
Oh, my love, you know I love you. Nothing on this earth that I love like I love you. Over and over, ten times over.